Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. Simon, welcome. It's good to have you back, sir. It's it's been a, it's been far too long. It's only been a week, but I've missed you already, <laughs> Simon. I know. It's, Likewise, Baxter. I, I miss you when I'm not with you, Simon. We, I enjoy our banter. I enjoy everything that is Two Up Front with you. So love talking soccer. I'm not I'm not a one striker kind of guy, Simon. I need a I need a supporting striker. Go. So there you go. it works out well. So welcome in studio, all of you tuning in. We appreciate it. We are. Broadcasting live in South Milwaukee at Moran's Pub. So a big shout-out to James Moran. You'll remember him a few weeks ago uh, when we were at the Milwaukee Barons tailgate at Miller Park. James was talking uh, about the, the movement to bring professional soccer to Milwaukee and also the Milwaukee Barons uh, support group as well as they were trying to start the initiative. But uh, James is also part of the Milwaukee Soccer Development Group as well and doing a lot of fantastic things for uh, the inner city children in Milwaukee to try to bring soccer to them, but also enhance the game of soccer also. So uh, we will be hearing from him a little bit later on in the show and also our new good friend, Lati, as well. I, I have no idea how to pronounce his last name, um, but La- I'm, ho- I'm I'll sure ha- he'll tell I'll us. Have it, I'll have him do it. He'll be, they'll, they will be part of our, our dual hometown spotlight. Uh, it's weird, Simon. Uh, we are, we're here broadcasting, talking about soccer, but the NFL preseason Packers game is on the TVs <laughs> in front of us. So uh, we're mixing football with football tonight. Um, but as you uh, listen to this show, we'll do our best to keep it just soccer-specific and you know, stray to, unless there's a, like a really good play, then we'll obviously have to talk well, about it. Well, you know, they've, they've, they've already got their starters out. so They do. It's, you know. it's late third quarter by this point. Nobody really cares. But we do care about your listenership and your uh, following us on social media, which you can follow us where, Simon, on social media? On Facebook, we are 2UpFront. And on Twitter, we are at 2UpFrontSoccer. Of course, you can follow each of us on Twitter as well. You are at Baxter Colburn, and I am at Simon Proven. Pretty yeah. simple in that respect. We try to keep it easy. You know, it keeps it easy for us to find you know each other. It keeps it easy for you to find us, the the listener as well. And uh, you can find us on Fridays from three to six Eastern on Sports Radio America uh, Live three sixty five and tune in. You can also listen to us on demand anytime at Spreaker.com, on iHeartRadio, and on iTunes as well. So we have an exciting show for you today. We're going to be talking U.S. Open Cup. Our new power rankings are out. Weird stuff is happening in Manchester. We're going to try to talk about that as well. But um, our hometown spotlight, though, is something that we're excited about today, Simon. So uh, we're going to get ready to move into that. If you we are. To. And in, in fact, Baxter, <coughs> uh, yeah, I grew up right down 
the not the block, but the next city over. I grew up in Cudahy, Wisconsin. You did, yes. And Cudahy and South Milwaukee, big time rivals when it comes to sports. Ooh. So I'm actually feeling a little uncomfortable. Do being you want? You can Milwaukee. do the interview if you no, want. You're no, gonna no, get I'm, too think, I'm saying I think. I think I'll step out of the. Uh, you think so? The headset to kind of. No, I'm kidding. Actually, no. It's we're excited about this first guest. Uh, little family connection. That's my what she my said. oldest brother actually coached our first guest uh, in high school at South Milwaukee High. So uh, we are happy to have him here. He's got a very interesting story, and uh, yeah, we will we will get him here in the booth. Absolutely. Yeah, we're getting excited. Uh, our hometown spotlight is. A part of the show where we, we try to feature somebody from the Wisconsin or Milwaukee area uh, that is able to talk about their, their, their growth in the soccer world and uh, just the experiences that they've had as well. So I'd like to, to welcome to the booth Lottie. Lottie, welcome, sir. Glad Thank to have you, you here. Can you, can you pronounce your last name for me? We were trying to figure it out and couldn't, couldn't get yeah, to it. The, my last name is Ziba. Lottie uh, Ziba, okay. Yes. Z-I-B-A, very simple. Z-I-B-A. Did anybody ever go with zebra just to mess with you? No. No? no but okay. when I, when I uh, pronounce it or I spell it out, I usually say, you know, like zebra, but it's zebra. Zebra. Okay. Them, We're just missing just a few, a few yeah. things, but that's, that's just, you know, minor trivial things. But, well, Lati, I'm excited to have you on the show, so thank you, first of all, for, for being here. Uh, give uh, the listeners a little bit of background about uh, who you are, you know, where you've come from and your, your journey, and uh, okay. we'll kind of dive in a little bit more, too, about what you're doing now, especially with uh, James Moran and Milwaukee Soccer Development. So Awesome. Um, again, I, uh, I grew up in Macedonia, um, really? Eastern wow. Europe. Okay. I'm Albanian. Um, I grew up in Macedonia, but I'm Albanian. So um, anyway, I grew up playing soccer at an early age. I started playing when I was six years old, um, just like every other kid in the, in the neighborhood or in the city. Uh, soccer is a big part in Macedonia. Um, just playing every day after school, mostly street soccer. I played street That's soccer. That's the way to do it, though, yeah. growing up as a kid especially. You Definitely. Love that. I played street soccer all the way till I was 13, and then I was introduced to a local club. Okay. And then that's when I started to learn about different tactics and get the proper coaching and everything. What position did you play? I played center mid. I uh, played every position, but my favorite position is uh, center mid. Okay. Um, do you have I'm a specific reason why? I know center mids are sometimes they're just like, I just love to run. Just give me the ball. <laughs> uh, and sometimes everybody, no. you know, everyone's got different opinions about being a center midfielder. Well, the running part, that, that wasn't me. No, you were, were you more of a defensive? <laughs> You'd hang back no, a little bit? No, I would say I was more attacking, but at the same time, I understood the defensive uh, uh, you know, commitment and hard sure. work it took. Absolutely. I've always been a team player, kind of. And uh, I would say that I was very good in tight spaces. Mm-hmm. But also, I was a player that could hit a 60, 70-yard ball, getting out of tight spaces, and then just looking for that option going forward. Uh, these were my strengths when I was playing, so I enjoyed that. Very enjoyed nice. Going now, back and forth. What, uh, what brought you from Macedonia to the United States? Uh, you know, I united with my parents here. I came to U.S. when I was 16 years old. Uh, basically a sophomore in in high school okay and uh, I grew up without my parents I was six years old when they came to US Wow and it just worked out that we were separated for a while but then after uh, about 10 years of hoping to come to America every year saying oh it's gonna happen this year it's gonna happen yeah, next yep. year finally when I was 16 so 10 years Holy later cow. visa came through and I got my green card and I came to US and uh, just it was a culture shock. Oh, I can imagine know. Macedonia too. Did you yeah. come straight to Wisconsin or where did straight you come? Straight to Wisconsin. Wow. Uh, Milwaukee. 
And, uh, you know, when I was back home, I was thinking, like, U.S. was just this great place with a lot of opportunities. And that's how it's been, and I'm happy for that. Well, but fantastic. at the same time, in the beginning, I had a hard time, you know, meeting new people and learning the language. So for six months, I remember my sophomore year, that second semester, I had a hard time, you know, getting to know people and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I didn't speak the language. But then it wasn't until, like, I kicked the first soccer ball ah. that all of a sudden, like, everybody wanted to be my <laughs> friend. It's like, who and, is this guy? Wow. Right, right. Uh, so, you know, then junior year, I got involved in soccer, mm -hmm. varsity soccer. Played for South Milwaukee High School. Um, I met some great friends there. We were playing club together, too. We played for Milwaukee Rampage and Simba Lions, which are local. Oh, sure, yep. Uh, Milwaukee Rampage, unfortunately, is not around anymore, but Simba Lions are definitely around, and... And they're doing the great things for the kids in the community in Northside Milwaukee. So, um, but after that, you know, you kind of like, you see what everybody else is doing. And as I got to meet more people, my teammates and people around me, they were thinking about going to college. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, now I got to think about college. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, first yeah. of all, you're just trying to get to America. Right. And then you have to go through high school, which is a culture shock no matter where you are. Right. And then, like you said, you know, you're like, oh, thinking about college, and you seem to be relatively good at soccer, so yeah. you played for South Milwaukee. I did, yeah. And you, uh, Simon told us before you came on to you, had, there's a bit of a, a connection, a family connection yeah. here. His, uh, his brother, Simon's brother, is uh, Steve Provan. He was my high school coach. Oh, so small when world. I the, when I heard the last name, it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the Provan name is one of those names yeah. that just drifts around Milwaukee soccer. Uh, People are like, oh, sure. No, definitely Steve was my favorite guy and still is now <laughs> but then he, he really helped me a lot uh you know obviously you know with the language and all that stuff yes. he really made me feel comfortable getting into the team and uh starting me and and i remember i hit this one volley in practice and he's like he was telling other players that uh i was gonna be good <laughs> <laughs> well that's what you want obviously yeah. with a coach behind you that's definitely what you're gonna want and it obviously worked because yeah. then you took your talents two hours north of here to green bay exactly so and like i said you know I was, I, I, there came a time when i when i had to think about college and uh but to get to college you got to pass the act and exactly. get a good grade and it's all not as stuff. easy as just you know oh i'm really good at a sport well you still gotta you know right. do all the written the academic part of it and i took the act four times unfortunately really okay yeah i, was, I got 15 three times in a row and uh, because i was surrounded by great people mm -hmm. great friends in high school they were so committed and it came to them so natural to think about college so i was like you know i might as well uh you know just kind of go with the crew and, and start yeah, thinking about absolutely this. so i was recruited by a lot of colleges and around the country but because of my scores nobody would even give me a chance and then finally my fourth time was very dedicated in getting that done. I got 18, and then that's hey, when, uh, there you go. And that was that was Green good Bay enough to get in then for to Green Bay. And uh, lucky for me, I was a scholarship player. Perfect. Uh, so I you were kind of good then, you know. <laughs> yeah, <I> was, <laughs> you kicked a ball once or twice yeah, before yeah, that. Definitely, definitely. And uh, when I went to Green Bay, Green Bay was perfect fit for me. Okay. Considering you know I was a small school. Um, how should I say, like, you know, small school, you know, it was very family-oriented. It is, very yeah. Very good yeah. team chemistry. My junior and senior year, we, uh, uh, I, I was the captain of the team. Hey, congratulations. But we were ranked fifth in the Midwest. Oh, wow, at okay. At that time, uh, my junior year, we were 14 and six. Um, so I think for the four years that I played yeah. at Green Bay, I think we were the best team in Wisconsin. Hey, there you go. That. 
and uh, that's a good thing to say. Yeah, so. the, Wisconsin's done a pretty good job as of recent uh, producing higher quality soccer. I think at the co- at the collegiate level, and UW Oshkosh has done a great job yeah. of producing and. You know other different, different and, uh, programs as well. Green Bay has produced some uh, uh, recent professional players like yeah. J.C. Banks, yep. who's also a Simba, Li- uh, Simba Lions player. His his father was also my coach, Jimmy Banks. Oh sure. He's coaching at MSOE now, and he's involved with Simba Lions yep. with the youth. Uh, Tony Walls, who recently oh, sure. graduated from Green Bay, he's playing for Rochester Rhinos right now. To St. Ricketts, who I played with. Mm-hmm. He's playing out in, uh, I know he was just in Israel, and then he went to Turkey. Wow. Uh, but he's also playing for Canadian national team. Joshua Ocampa out of uh, Minnesota. He played in Germany professionally. Okay. And uh, Daniel O'Brien, another guy out of Minnesota. He played in New Zealand. So, yeah, we, we created a pretty some, good culture. Yeah, pretty good I, players. I went yeah. to Sweden right after college to uh, try out professionally okay and unfortunately i wasn't given the contract that i wanted so i decided to come back okay uh, and finish school and uh, once i did then then i was hoping for the same kind of opportunity to come the following year and it didn't okay so i started thinking about where am i going with my career and you know getting older every year that window is closing absolutely yeah so i used you know soccer has helped me a lot in my life and uh, i use soccer as a tool to move forward to open a lot of doors and uh, I got back involved with Green Bay under okay. coach uh, Tom Poitras, who's at Hartford University now. He gave me a chance to become a graduate assistant. Okay, that's at fantastic. Green Bay. Yeah, that's, that's a good wh- program to get into for you know someone yeah. that's you know you've done the college aspect. You're like I still want to be involved with the team. Exactly. Graduate assistant and, is good. And to I keep loved you around. it. I loved it so much. Being in college was it was was a great time. Mm-hmm. You know, just being with the guys every day, going to school, and it's like we had no worries. It was just like soccer and yep. school, soccer and school. I feel that way, too. I just graduated in May, and I, I played soccer for two years, and then I broke my foot, unfortunately. But uh, it was still, though, that, that, that feel, though, of being yeah. around the team, being at school, to having no worries. Just like, it's nothing hey, like is, it, man. It's I a know. great – it's four of the best years of your life. Yeah. For all the kids out there that are thinking about it, I strongly suggest it. Absolutely. Uh, to do whatever it takes to get to, to college because once you get there – you get into an environment, especially Division One, and yes. for sure Division Two, and everybody. I mean, every school out there. But you get into an environment where you can advance your professional career, mm-hmm. uh, you know, through the school, but also your playing career. Exactly. And you buy another four years. If you were not good enough at 18 to make it to the pros, you buy yourself another four years in college. Exactly. To perfect your game to the best right. of your abilities, and say, right. hey, you're this training is who every I am. Day. This you is got the product a, I've got. You got a physical trainer. You got assistant coach goalkeeping coach head coach uh, I mean there's nothing like it and I really loved it but then you know when I got to be a graduate assistant I really like started to understand from a, the game from the coach's point yes. of view and that's something I think a lot of players struggle with going through like oh I know everything from a player's perspective well and then you're like well, why is the coach saying that why is he making this change exactly. and then like you said you make that flip to a graduate okay. assistant or just coaching as a whole and you're like oh okay I understand now you know right. three four five years later why this makes and sense now like if i had to give advice to somebody i would definitely recommend you know thinking what i'm thinking now is that i uh the players should get involved in coaching mm-hmm. early on in, earlier in their careers okay because then it doesn't take you so long to yes. understand what the coach is thinking yeah. or because he wants to play a certain style and you're not part of that style and uh, you're mad, and all of a sudden that puts you even further I was going to say, down. that can cause conflict, yeah. and then you're like, well, I don't understand why the coach is doing this, and then yeah. that can cause a rift between the player and the coach, 
and then the team as a whole suffers, especially if it's one of the better players, exactly. supposedly, you know. So I, uh, I won a national championship with Croatian Eagles, local team here, uh, amateur Open Cup, and I was 25 years old. Wow, congratulations. And uh, thank you. It wasn't because I was the fittest, because I felt like I was the fittest player I ever was when I was in college. Okay. But at 25, I had coaching experience, and I had refereeing yep. experience, and I could see the so game. You had a pretty good package that yes. you were delivering. Yes, and then uh, finally, you know, I knew what it meant at 25 years old. I knew what it meant tactically and technically to be playing. Uh, but also, like, I knew that at 25, if I didn't win that game, that championship game, at 25, at 26, I probably wasn't going to do it. No, you, you, at that so point, that I mean, and that's the question, too, you know? is how much do you want to push your body? You know, like you said, I mean, you're, you're married now, you've got a family, yes. so you've got to start thinking long term. It's like, as much as people say, oh, soccer's my life, well, yes, within, mm -hmm. within reason, but you need to do adult things as well. Exactly. And, you know, you know exactly. find a nice wife, find a, you know, have yeah. kids, stable job, everything of that nature, but, which it seems that you've done yeah. very well so far. And that, that kind of leads us into... All through soccer. Absolutely. I met, my, I met my wife through soccer, too, so... It's good, you know, and, uh, and everybody's got their own. Did she play soccer, too? No, she didn't. She didn't, but she was a big uh, fan of the team that I was playing for. Oh, there you go. And uh, that team is called Albanian Stars Chicago. Okay. Uh, they uh, We just won uh, indoor uh, oh. state league last year. Fantastic. We played wow. against Adrian Chicago, and we ended up beating them. They had, they had been winning their league for 12 years. And Holy finally cow. We, you finally we, yeah. came in, all because of your center mid play, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say that. I don't that. know how we'll, much we'll, I contributed we'll to that, that because now I'm not as active, but. Uh, we had a pretty good team, so absolutely. Yeah. Well, now that you've made the transition, your 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 playing days on a collegiate level are behind you. You're looking to give back, mm -hmm. and you met James Moran, and mm -hmm. you've done everything, and you've become very involved with Milwaukee Soccer Development Group mm -hmm. and the mission that they're trying to do with the inner city kids. You you mentioned to me before the show that you've got a few different projects that you guys are working yes. on, and you're looking to help continue the growth. So yes, why don't yes, you sir. elaborate on that a little bit? Um, so I. Uh, the last two years, I've been working at St. Anthony's School uh, as a soccer director, and my job there was to oversee the soccer program. Okay. St. Anthony's School is the largest private Catholic school in the country. Oh, wow. Okay. And 98% uh, uh, Hispanic population. Wow. So they love soccer. Absolutely. It's yeah. It's in the What's family. Love, it's in the right? DNA. And my job was to build a program around the kids and mm -hmm. make sure that they get, you know, the physical activity, the the health and wellness, um, mm -hmm. promote diversity and all this stuff. So my, prog my programs were structured towards that. And then the other thing was how do we get these programs to influence the kids so their grades are up, their discipline is up, um, behavior is better and all that stuff. So, so my job was to oversee all that. And uh, we created eight teams from first through eighth grade. And okay. then uh, uh, we're part of the WIAA and uh, high school boys and girls varsity. Okay. And when I met with James, I've known James and Milwaukee Soccer Development Group for the last three years since they started. Okay. I loved everything about it. Absolutely. I just was with What's Saint not to love? They've got a, such a fantastic mission. Exactly. And uh, I was with St. Anthony, so, you know, I didn't want to chew too much. So uh, finally, I, I reached out to James and I said, James, I think that I'm ready to make a bigger impact. Mm -hmm. And that was being full-time with, uh, with uh, MSDG. Yes. And instead of just influencing one school. Uh, my goal was to be part of MSDG and do exactly what I did with St. Anthony School wow. with every school on the south side. Okay. So right now we have some exciting programs that are coming up. Okay. 
Uh, Can you elaborate on a few of those at all? Uh, or are you still in, still in the works? They're still in the works. Fair enough. They're That's coming up. Uh, I think by uh, the deadline is se- uh, September 1st. We'll have them on the website. Okay. MSDGsoccer.com. And they'll be, uh, you know, we'll be all over Facebook. But uh, they're going to be pretty exciting. And like I said, we uh, everything that I did at St. Anthony, now I feel like there is a bigger need in the community, in the south side community, in the north side community. So our goal is to work with underserved areas. Uh, of course, where where we feel that there is a huge need, but nobody's really doing anything okay. about it. Which is good. That needs to be done because I feel like with soccer, it's such a, at least in the Midwest, mm-hmm. like I come from Florida, I come from you know Naples, where the Hispanic population is huge. We right. love soccer right. down right. there, that people live and breathe soccer, and, and football as well, but especially in Wisconsin, that's all it is. People talk about the Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. they talk a little bit about basketball, the Milwaukee Bucks, but mm-hmm. there's no soccer team here for people to cling to. Right. And but, you, you what know, you guys are doing is the, helping the biggest, The biggest reason why I'm doing what I'm doing today with Milwaukee Soccer Development Group is because I can relate to the kids. Absolutely. I came from a different country, and through soccer I figured my way yep. in opening a lot of doors, and now was a soccer director full-time, you know, uh, making a good living from soccer, impacting kids, and now, like, when somebody is at that high school age, 16 years old, and it comes from, you know, a, a hardworking family and they're deciding whether they should go to college in Green Bay or Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. But they're saying, no, I have to take care of my family. I'd like to meet with those individuals and mm-hmm. say, here's why you want to break away because you can help your parents. You can. Uh, a little bit now every week. Yes. Or you can go and get your education. Exactly. Which is and then help come back and help them out even Abs- bigger in a bigger, a bigger, uh, bigger capacity. capacity. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's that's the idea. So m- my goal right now is to give it 100% with Milwaukee Soccer Development Group. Uh, I love James because I think what he's doing is great, and uh, him and I partner up pretty good, and uh, we'll go from there. Absolutely. Well, Ladiziba, it's been a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. Keep up I the good work. It. We'll do. We we'll appreciate do. it. We'll uh, you're always welcome on Two Up Front, and uh, we look forward to hearing about more of those programs. That sounds September good. You'll hear very soon. Absolutely. MSDGsoccer.com. By September 1st, all the programs will be on there. Absolutely. All right. Well, Lottie, thank you so much, sir. Thank you. And we look forward to talking to you you again in the future. All right. All right. Well, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, Simon will be jumping back in the booth. We're going to hit up our 50-50 segment, Simon, and get to all kinds of other crazy stuff. This is uh, Two Up Front presented by Sports Radio America. Don't go anywhere.
Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. Welcome back in the booth. We are live from Moran's Pub in South Milwaukee, the... Southside! Southside. Give a shout-out to the Southside. I'm from Florida, so I can't really give You're a shout-out. You're from shout the Southside. I'm from the real... But we're, I'm so south, we're, like, east. We're Boston. Right, we're right. Because yes, we have so yeah. many snowbirds that come down to Naples that we're basically an East Coast colony. Kind of how it works. That makes sense. We're on I the west it. coast of Florida, but we're on the east coast of the U.S. <laughs> it works in some weird way, shape, or form. But as do most things in my life, there's no real true fluidity to it. It just, it just happens. But uh, and, uh, we had a great first segment, Simon. We had Lati Zeba, or Z- uh, Zeba, not Z- yeah. Zeba, not Zebra. It was, right. He was I very, heard that, yeah. Yes. Uh, talking about his development um, as a person and as a player, a fantastic story. Coming from Europe. Uh, and coming over and starting at 16, you know, not knowing anybody. Right. And then people found out he was relatively good with a soccer ball. Yeah. And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. It's, it's kind of cool just to see how sport brings us together, you know, specifically, obviously, for us, soccer. But s- sport in general just has a magical way of, uh, of doing that, of mm-hmm. bringing strangers together. And, yeah, sometimes we see some of the ugliness of that. But for the most part, you know, as a young kid for myself, too, I loved it when I ran into a European because I finally had somebody that I could actually talk soccer with. Exactly. You know, this was back in the days when Soccer America was really the, the only coverage, and that was when it was actually uh, a weekly newspaper, mm. not a website. Wow. You know? um, How times have changed. Yes, I love it. Yes, So, So I get that. What, not that total experience that he had because, obviously, I had – people that could speak English to all yes. the time. But for the fact that I was still a bit of a minority in the respect of I my say, that's sport a, of you choice. Were, you were a foreigner or a minority, like you said. I mean, I was that way, too, with all my friends growing up. I grew up in Green Bay for until I was 13, but followed soccer, loved soccer. But we had foreign exchange students. Right. So right. we'd get the guys from Spain, from France, from Italy that they live and breathe soccer over there. You know, they come over and start talking about soccer, and I'm like, Tell me more. Tell me more. Like, and they, you know, they taught me how to kick properly because I was kicking with my toe. I had no okay, idea what I was okay, doing. You know, sure. as a 12, 13-year-old boy. And they're like, no, you kick with your laces. I was like, wow. I was like, yeah. soccer camp has taught me nothing. You guys have taught me way more. <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is awesome. But uh, it, it's funny how that works. And even like I said, and I was telling him too once I moved to Florida – and he, because um, he was talking about St. Anthony's being ninety-eight yeah. percent Hispanic, I'm like, well, down in Naples, everybody and their mother's Hispanic down there. I, I'm the minority <laughs> when I moved when I moved to Florida. Um, but the passion in the Hispanic community, and I think that's one thing. As much as we dog on the Mexican teams and all of that at the professional level, though, the passion that the Hispanic oh, community absolutely. has for soccer is unrivaled all across the world. When I was going to school in Texas, I loved playing in the indoor league down there because we were really the only Caucasian team. Wow! Everybody okay. we pl- almost everybody we played against um, were Hispanic players, and, and quite a few of them. That was yeah from Mexico, uh, from other Latin American countries, and I, I loved playing against those guys because just you, you'd almost catch yourself in awe sometimes sitting yes. back watching them. Play, oh, absolutely! You know? So absolutely. yeah, as much as we dog on the national teams, I don't ever want our listeners to think that it's ever a. Uh, uh, a xenophobic thing whatsoever. Because, yes. man, uh, you know, yeah, grow, growing wow. up. Never heard that. <laughs> and I've never heard that word before. <laughs> that means the fear of foreigners. Ah, xenophobic. Yeah. Uh, but I, anyways, okay. I, I don't know why xenophobic. I, I won't get into that. It's not like we're not going to go gumballs this week. Like you did. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to hear uh, Lottie's story and, and what 
what he went through and now where he's come with soccer. And, of course, it's cool having that personal connection there, knowing my oldest brother, Steve, Absolutely. was his coach. He said he's his favorite pro van, too. You're going to have to change that. It's <laughs> like, well, there, there's enough of you to choose from, I guess. Yeah, I'm never offended. No, not it's at all. It's, it's, you know, for me, though, it's always cool to hear my brothers and my sister and the influence that they do have on people. It's true. You know, it's, it's, it's really touching to hear that. It's pretty awesome. Exactly. The pro van name lives and breathes Milwaukee soccer, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. So whether yeah. you like him or not, you know, the, the pro van <laughs> name is, is known by many that have been around the game in Milwaukee for a while. So... Um, uh, speaking of soccer, though, as a whole, Simon, flipping over, uh, US, o- U.S. Open Cup action taking place last night. The semifinals, uh, the Montreal impact of the U.S. Open Cup, the Philadelphia Union continuing to do what they do. Yeah, you know, they lost in the final last year to Seattle 3-1, to one, and that was after extra time, and that was a surprise. But there they are back again last night. They, they beat the Chicago uh, Fire in Philadelphia, 1-0. They did, they did. Uh, if I'm going to be honest with you, Please. unlike the other game, be up front which, I'm me, excited, <laughs> which I'm excited to talk about, for me, this was a snooze fest. Well, even if it wasn't an Open Cup game, Philly, Chicago, and literally any sport is a snooze fest. Especially That's soccer. That's a great point. Especially great soccer. Point. Now, I did feel bad for the Fire. They finally got Gilberto in there, and after yes. 22 minutes, he gets injured and he comes off the field. Ooh. That's tough. Awkward. That, that is tough. Drogba's in Montreal like, ha, ha. Right, right. And but. Lampard, too. He's injured, and he may not play. Yeah. I don't know if he played tonight. I know he saw the score. Uh, I can I w- say I that I was coaching my daughter tonight, so I did not get to I watch the game. I was with my family. Okay. All right, but very fun good. fun fact, real quick, um, I talked to Sonia Kondratenko, one of our good friends oh, of good. the show. Um, I, I called her because um, she's announced it on social media and other places too. She now is working for Kick TV in New York. So yes. I'm super excited for her. So congratulations, Sonia. But uh, she was at the New York DC game tonight. Oh, she was. So um, I called her real fast and just was congratulating her before we went on the air and we were just you know talking general and stuff. She's like, yeah, I was at New York DC tonight. She's like, I'm really sad they lost, but uh, she's like, it was a great game and you know a lot of fun to watch. But I mean, DC going up one zero in the 36th minute, held on until the 51st minute. And then NYCFC, Thomas McNamara with a goal, David Villa, not shocked at all. And then Poku as well, uh, finding that that final blow and McNamara getting uh, an assist on that one. Uh, And Poku, I mean, all three players that scored tonight influenced everybody's goals in some way, shape, or form. And you saw Pirlo influence the 80th minute goal too by Villa. So you see those superstars connect with each other. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean... Overall, though, I mean, New York outshooting D.C. United 17-5, to nine total shots on goal, seven off target, obviously. Uh, D.C., four shots on target out of their five. But uh, tonight, though, it was, it was not, not too bad, not too much discipline, only three yellow cards handled out tonight. And um, it, was, it, it seemed like a very good performance from NYC FC. Patrick Mullins, a little shout-out to a former uh, <laughs> Revolution. NY Revolution guy jumping right. in there, but, or any Revolution. And... Uh, yeah. But, yeah, Lampard uh, looks like he did not play. Not uh, just, just going back to that. He, yep. was, uh, he had an injury. He came in injured apparently as well. But, uh, but you know, good win for New York City FC. That actually messed up my power rankings right before Ooh. we went on the air here. So I Yeah, because I came and told you that. I was like, hey, yeah. did you hear? You're like, oh, no, I didn't hear. <laughs> but, um, yeah, going back, though, uh, Philly and Chicago, very boring. Nothing exciting really happening. No, it was cool to see Sebastian Latou get back on the score. It did, score yes. Score sheet. And, uh, He's one of those, like, consistent thorns in the side of any MLS team yes. you play. You just you have to watch. You can, Philly could be the worst team, but Sebastian Latou is always dangerous. And how about that? You know, Sebastian Latou... If I remember right, he was first with Seattle. Is that correct? Yes. He was, he was, he was actually the first 
MLS Seattle Sounder. Yes. That's a team signed, yep. but he played with that the USL the, That was Sounders. the big deal. Right. Um, I feel like he should have stayed. I don't know. Well, he I, I, didn't he get traded? To, I thought he got I traded think that to was, Philly. Yeah, I think Seattle was... Yeah, shoot him out of but town, which is either stupid. way, the, the reason I think it's cool is that I know in Philly, Sebastian has always been one of the fan favorites. Oh, yeah. So, Since he's you know, been there, people have loved him, and he's embraced the city. And I yes. think that was one of the first things when he moved there, too, is that fans are like, okay, well, how Seb- we know Sebastian's a big sounder guy. He's been with the organization for years. How is he going to translate over to a union? Uh, union side, and he's done fantastic. Yeah, now here we sit. Look, me trying to figure out, wait, was it the Sounders he was exactly. with? And that shows you how much of an impact a player has on a team. Like, nobody remembers Clint Dempsey was a New England Revolution play- player. Nobody. I mean, unless you're a diehard Revolution fan like I am. Or a diehard MLS fan. Exactly. You know? Like, oh, Clint yeah. Dempsey, he started with the Revolution. Well, yeah, but Clint Dempsey's legacy is going to live on as a Seattle Sounder. Right. Or yeah. for yeah. Fulham or whatever else. Sure, but sure. MLS-wise, he'll be a Seattle Sounder way more than he'll be a Revolution. Right. So, And with, with Philly winning that game, Chicago would have hosted the Open Cup had they won, game to go to. no matter what would have happened. Uh, but Philly needed Sporting Kansas City to win in order for Philadelphia to host the final on September 30th. That happened. Sporting KC took down RSL 3-1. Yes, you know... I thankfully got to watch almost this entire hey, match. That was was a good game to watch. That's it for was sure. the second half, especially Baxter. It was amazing. I was I was updating our Facebook page throughout it, but Sporting Kansas City came out of that locker room. Kudos to per- Peter Vermes. They came out of that locker room and just dominated with force. I mean, the the first half was a bit even. RSL. You know, they had the first goal and Sporting They did. Sporting yep. 24th tied it up. minute, Olmes Gar- Garcia. Yep, and Mustavar, the Haitian, ha- Haitian national team player, uh, even things up in the 35th minute. But Benny Failhaber, I tell you what, I know there are a lot of midfielders on the national team. I would still love to see him get Absolutely. called up because he is, he is consistently good. I, I, I can't remember the last time I've tuned in to watch Sporting KC and saw Failhaber have a bad game i haven't no I've, I've watched several games and i i really do i do like the way that sporting plays i'm a big dom dwyer fan yes obviously. you are yeah but benny fellhopper though he's so much fun to watch honestly. and he's he's a playmaker he is. i mean he's, i loved him he, in new england and i was really sad when they got rid of him i almost see him as almost like an old-fashioned playmaker he is but but Maybe in, a, in a good way though no i mean he he's all over the field he gets that ball he's he's not looking for glory he's looking there to dish things off but the goal he had last night, mm-hmm. the presence of mind he had, Dom Dwyer, first of all, makes this slalom through two RSL players. That's very Dom Dwyer. It is, yeah. He t- cracker of a shot off the post, and here comes Failhaber right in the middle, puts it right in. That's what you're trying um, to do. Follow the shots. But crash just, the box. You know, you, going back to stats here, you look at shots. I mean, 17 to 4, and, or 17 to 7 in favor of sporting, but even then, shots on target 11 to 3. Wow. I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, nine or eight of those shots on target came in the mm-hmm. second half because they were just peppering that goal and peppering that goal. Well, they were, and, and they the, were able to get two goals out of it. They, they did, and, and Namath puts that, uh, as, as our, our local Packer guy would say, the nail in the coffin exactly. in the 85th minute. Real fast with Christian Namath, I feel like he's the type of guy that might win a Newcomer of the Year award because he's silently been good all yes. season long. Like As long as he's been with the club, he hasn't scored every single game, but he's scored enough. He's made his presence felt enough. That is, if you're an SKC fan or just an MLS regular follower, you look at Namath and you're like, this guy's actually pretty good. I look at it this way. He's the type of player that if any team could trade for him, 
They would. Oh, absolutely. They'd love I would to love have them New on their team. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I love New England to sign anybody. Right. That's a whole other topic. It's it is pretty amazing not to go not to go off topic, but how the revolution they signed Jermaine Jones. Did they sign him though? They won a lot. They, they won. won they, they won right. a, a name out of a hat. Right. Bob Kraft paid more money and they got a name. <laughs> anyway, point I'm, taken. I'm over it. But but for the fact that so they spend the money on him, now he's injured. <laughs> they don't go out and get anybody. I else. don't understand that. We need number one. We need strikers because Agudelo is on the bench doing nothing. Literally doing nothing. Even when he's played, he's done almost nothing. Our midfield, we've got the talent in the midfield with Kellen Rowe, Lee Wynn, uh, Teal Bunbury. We've got three or four consistent. Uh, Scott, uh, Scotty Caldwell. He, you know, we've got four solid starters. Shuttleworth has done great in yeah, goal. He has. Well, he's done well. I shouldn't he's say done great. Well. He hasn't he's done, done great well. because the defense has kind of floundered this year. Chris Tierney's not having as good a year as he had last year. Right. Andrew Farrell, Jose Goncalves, they're figuring things out. Landon Woodbury and Kevin Alston are on a rotating door at right back. This, this defense, the whole Revolution team as a whole, I could go on for hours about this, the whole <laughs> Revolution team as a whole, though, it's not the same team. And I get it. Lee Wynn's not scoring every single game like he was last year. And I think something like we had talked about you know, in past is that was probably a one-hit wonder like, you know, for good, last Good year. thing he held, tried to hold out for more money, right? Right? He obviously is not worth it, you know. But um, anyway, going anyway. back to Christian Nemeth, though, He's played in 18 games. He started 16 of them, 8 goals, 4 assists, 40 shots, 12 on target. It's not bad for a first-year player. Absolutely. He's been with the the team all season. I forget that he's been with them all season. He's been with them since December 18th of last year. Yeah, like like we've talked about. I mean, he's a guy who's who's playing well, uh, great addition to the club. I mean, to have him up front playing with Dom Dwyer. Yep. That's it's a great example of a club that doesn't need to spend a huge amount of money to be successful. We see that with sporting. Uh, we see that to a degree with Portland. Um, Columbus is a good example of a yep. club that's, that's, that's doing that as well. Uh, but anyways, back, back to the Open Cup. So we'll see sporting take on Philadelphia in Chester, Pennsylvania. Early predictions? I'm going with sporting. It's... It scares is it, me. Is it too easy? It, well, it's it's kind of like the Houston LA game, right? It seems so too Philly's easy. So Philly's going to win. No, no, Philly no Philadelphia can't win. will not win. I think if Sporting comes out, I don't know if you can play the the way they did in the second half for ninety minutes. Yeah, but if they have even a trace of that, there's no if way they, that Philly even if can they hold play up in with the that. first half like that. I feel like if they come out just hard and fast against Philly, I don't feel like Philly's got the the tools to keep up with the Sporting attack that's on all cylinders. Yeah, I mean they they beat. Philadelphia beat a Chicago Fire team that's struggling incredibly. That's an understatement, honestly. Whereas, well, RSL, you know, the Jeff Cesar, or Cesar, Harvey Cesar's last name, the manager for RSL, he gambled a bit with trying to uh, shuffle his lineup around for league play yep. and for open cup play. And trading away Sabario didn't help either. Did not, although they, I don't know if you saw this, they did just sign an uh, Argentine DP, 29-year-old. Um, 2010 Argentine Player of the Year. With oh. Messi. Huh. Yeah, so that's that, so that, that. Now we know why Sabrio no, was trained. And Sabrio was nice to see him score tonight, right? It was. Now get his, um, his comfort, comfortability, you know, with his new club in D.C. Yeah. I think yeah. that Espindola Sabrio could really be dangerous, especially come playoff time. Absolutely. If D.C. gets other ducks in a row, like they have that's, so far. That's the key. I, You know, I was a big Ben Olsen fan. I don't know if I'm sold on him anymore. I right? have slowly been pulled away from Jay Heaps and Ben Olsen are kind of on my crap list this yeah. year. That's the nice way yeah. to say it. Um, I understand DC's done well this year, 
but Ben Olsen as a, as a coach and some of the decisions he's made have kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Jay Heaps of the Revolution. I was skeptical when Jay Heaps. I was like, oh, he's a former team player. You know, like, I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's ever a good idea. You know, hiring one of the former like club legends to be your like you know I just I just don't know. But and they he, both did it. They New did. England and DC. Exactly. But they've both have for most of it they've done well. Yeah. But now we're yeah. starting to kind of see the true colors, the true not experience of coaching come out right on them. But um, we kind of got to leave that where it is, unfortunately, Simon, and move into our fifty-fifty segment. Right. So the way our 50-50 segment works is that Simon and I uh, discuss a, a hot topic in the sports world, uh, especially soccer, because we're a soccer show, and it would be a disaster not to talk about soccer. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I had to say that. <laughs> it's but a, it's a good thing a, you did, just in case. Okay, I'm going to preface this. So far this week, I've done it. I've done Insanity twice this week. All right. So All far. Right. All right. So my wife recently became a fitness coach, um, and she's like, oh, would you, would you be willing to try this? And I'm like... Okay, first of all, if the title is Insanity, <laughs> what does that say about what I'm about to do? So I'm insane seven days a week, if that means anything to well, you. You'd be perfect. <laughs> you'd be perfect, then. You could come out and do it, and you'd probably do way better than I would. I'm starting to go insane because of this, but, yeah, my I'm physically and mentally just exhausted. I had a workout today, and it's those workouts where it's, you know, you're going to max out, you're going to max out. I'm like, it's 30 minutes of just nonstop, you know, ridiculous crazy, and... It was good. Like I feel, I feel good. I feel sore, like I did when I played college soccer, where you did all that conditioning, you know, every single day. Like I'm back to that soreness of my sure. literally not being able to almost breathe just because my lo- I just my whole body is too sore to breathe. But um, it's it's been fun. It's been a lot of it's been a good experience. So that's, so that's why I'm like not all mentally here today. Okay, I was, I was that's just where about we were to say. coming. Yeah. I took I see that's why I'm so tired. It took me that long <laughs> to get around the block. I'm usually pretty swift with my transitions, but. <laughs> I almost today. took a break there. Yeah, you were like Got halfway to the water. bathroom, and I had to like wave you back. Like, I'm, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Come back. But uh, the way our 50-50 segment works, for those of you that are still listening, uh, um, is that Simon and I take a topic in the soccer world. Uh, so hypoth- like we've talked in the past about the U.S. women's national team. Uh, we've talked about Jill Ellis you know, and her tenure with the team. Talked about all different kinds of topics. Resigned, by the way. She did. Term. I'm happy that she did resign. So uh, the topic we're going to be discussing this week is... Whether or not the Canadian Amway Cup Championship is, is, is worth it? Is that kind of like what we're... Sure. Legitimate. How about legitimate. that? Legitimate. Okay. Is it a legitimate way to, to determine the, best the champion of Canada for the so uh, CONCACAF Champions League? The four League. teams are Montreal, FC Edmonton. FC Edmonton's the uh, NASL entrant. Yes. Yep. yep. Uh, Vancouver and then TFC. Right. So four teams. So three MLS teams, one NASL team. Right. Edmonton might, you know... Wouldn't be surprised if they got a, a, a promotion bump, but yeah, yeah, I that's, don't that's another topic. That is I another guess. topic. So, right, right. All right, so we each get forty-five seconds. Forty-five and forty-five equals ninety, which is a soccer match. I went first last week, so Simon will be leading off this week. Um, I am ready with the timer. Simon, are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Sure. All right, forty-five on the clock. On your market set, go. Usually. I would be sitting back here saying, no, this is absolutely ridiculous. A four-team tournament to determine the champion of Canada. But I'll tell you what, I'm actually okay with this. I wish the format was a little bit different. I wish it wasn't just right into semifinals. I'd rather it be a round-robin play and the best team from the round-robin wins. But your four best teams in Canada generally are going to be the three MLS teams and then your NASL team, FC Edmonton. Now, there are other teams in Canada, like Ottawa. There may be one in Calgary. I honestly don't know. 
But if we even look at the history of the U.S. Open Cup, we always end up, 1996 being an exception, we always end up with the MLS team. So the champion of Canada is going to come out of MLS or NASL. There's no other way to do it. Um, I know that TFC and Montreal, oh, Vancouver, all three MLS teams up there have a second like team, like a, P, a, a, a USL yes. team. Yes, right. So right. I don't know if that's ever going to be a thing or not. I don't think they could. I don't. I guess it would depend on whatever their bylaws would be. That's true. I've always wondered about that. Yeah. So. All right, well. All right. You ready to? I'm ready. You're going to do 20 seconds, right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think that's like really fast. Ah. <laughs> And your marks get set, go. All right, honestly, Canada is not known for soccer. We've seen this at the national level. We've seen this fail at the women's level. They're doing better than the men, but no one cares who the best team is in Canada. Honestly, think about it for a second. Toronto FC, all they've got is Giovinco. Montreal, exactly. Vancouver, they're white hot. And then FC Edmonton, it's not even fair. You're not even taking four MLS teams to beat to compete for the best team in Canada. At the end of the day, all four of those teams aren't going to do anything long-term for the growth of Major League Soccer, and they're in Canada. Nobody watches soccer in Canada. They watch hockey. Even the Canadian Football League gets more viewership than MLS games and NASL games. So I think the tournament as a whole is ridiculous, and it's just a waste of time and money. Time's up. You, you ended a second early, and that's okay. I had to. I but, just, I but, you to know, breathe. this is all about the only reason it's there now. I mean, the Voyagers Cup used to be a fan thing. Yes. By the way, Montreal and Vancouver tied last night 2-2 in Montreal, which gives Vancouver the uh, the lead on this. But um, it they had to figure out some way to determine a Champions League berth. Yes. That's what it came down to. So it's not about people watching Canadian it's soccer or not. They have to have some way to determine it. I wish there was, like, you know, a tournament that involved all the teams in Major League Soccer that, you know, they could find out the the top whatever teams. That's called MLS Cup. Oh. But what do you do if a Canadian team doesn't win MLS Cup? Not my fault. They suck. (laughs) Top two teams go through. I don't know. You know, the conference winners go through or something. I didn't think we could talk about this for too long, but actually, we could have a whole segment on this. We might revisit it, so we're going to go to a break. Uh, we are broadcasting live from Moran's Pub in South Milwaukee. Simon Provan and Baxter Colburn here live on Spreaker and on SportsRadioAmerica.com. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I am Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. Welcome back inside the remote studio. We are broadcasting live from Moran's Pub in South Milwaukee. 
It's it's not closing time. Billy Joel is not in the corner playing Piano Man, but uh, the bar is slowly, the pub, I'm so sorry, the pub is slowly starting to, to thin out. The Packers game is in the books as they take home a preseason victory for whatever it's worth. Most of those guys will be cut tomorrow anyway. But anyway, uh, we have been talking soccer. We've had a good time. We were chatting earlier with Lottie Zeba about his uh, incredible adventure from Europe over to uh, America, especially Wisconsin, and his development from high school to college to where he is now working with James Moran and the Milwaukee Soccer Development Group and some of the exciting things that they have coming up as well. So, But we, we talked with Lottie, but now we're going to talk with the man, the myth, the legend. Not Well, he's not really a myth. He's the man. <laughs> he's he, right here. He's the legend. It's, it's James <laughs> Moran, and we're going to bring him in, and Simon, you guys are going to have, have a bit of a chat yeah, for a while. So we'll welcome James Moran back to the show. So, of course, while we're switching over headsets here, too, I am having immense trouble with my computer. It will not load. I can't bring up any of the pages I want to come up with. So, anyways, I don't have to talk too much about that because Mr. Moran is in the studio with us. Hey, James, how you doing? I'm good, Simon. I'm good. Very good. And I've just got to say that uh, the way Baxter introduced me there is fantastic. I I love that. (laughs) And there's so many people that... You know, my friends back home in England and, and quite a few here that would go, my God, what is wrong with Baxter to say that and even <laughs> think about it? Yeah, he's, come to think of it, he's never introduced me in such a way either. So so, <laughs> so there we go. Anyways, James, just, uh, you know, we had a great time at the uh, the Barons tailgate before the Newcastle Atlas game at Miller Park. Um, we've been talking a bit about things that are happening just wanted to touch base with you. Anything else going on with uh, with Barons or Milwaukee Soccer Development Group that uh, you wanted to add to the conversation? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, today, you know, I was talking to quite a few of the pub owners about doing some viewing parties for the Barons. So another way to get our name out there and, and keep the movement alive. And, you know, I spoke to the pubs and I said, you know, there's, there's a couple guys there from the tailgate you might remember, Simon and Baxter from Two Up Front. You know, would you be uh, open to letting those guys come along? And they want to, they want to, they want you. They want to invite you down along with the Barons and kind of, you know, get some partnership, team up, and uh, start showing you to a, a bigger soccer audience, uh, you know, locally. So I think it's a, a great opportunity for the Barons again and, and for you guys to work with us and help get the name out. Yeah, well, we certainly, obviously, appreciate the help that you've given us on top of obviously what you're doing with the Barons and spreading the word about two up front because. As you know from the work you've done, that's the only way we can grow is essentially word of mouth and, and what it means. And we're all passionate about this game. We all want to see this game succeed at some level, and we've got our own projects that we want to see succeed. Um, so, again, thanks for spreading the word about that. And, yeah, Baxter and I are in talks. You know, there's many other pubs around, and that's one of the cool things that's evolved in Milwaukee is, is the evolution of the soccer yeah. pub, the football pub. Um, you know, you've got, you've got three Lions. You've got the Highbury. You've got the Nomad. Now we got Moran's Pub here, which I know you've been around for a while, but uh, but I, you, I, what, what I understand you're you're taking over a little more of this, uh, or just yeah, just trying to you know help out. Uh, my parents have had the bar here for nearly twenty, actually just the past twenty years. Uh, Moran's Pub, and you know I've been gone. I I told them I wasn't going to work here when I graduated. You of know? course, and, and right. <laughs> this this big change in my life where I'm I'm moving away from the engineering field. I, I have moved away now. And um, basically, uh, you know, this soccer bug has got me hooked. You know, whether it's working with kids or MSDG or now promoting soccer with the Barons and, and, and a few other projects have just been fantastic. And the experience, you know, we just held an event. Uh, Latty might have mentioned uh, the street soccer event on 
Pulaski uh, Park there on the tennis courts on 16th Street. Mm-hmm. 50 kids came out. We did a Facebook blast. People spread the word like you couldn't believe. And in two hours, we had 50 kids show up to play soccer on these old tennis courts that had looked like a, a bomb had gone off in certain areas that were so old and neglected. So it's just been a fantastic ride. And, you know, this is kind of the next step for me um, is to take over on the weekends. Um, I'm kind of doing it slowly, uh, changing the music. <laughs> I've got a, a George Best picture on the wall behind you. I brought nice, my good start. Pele picture in. I've been saving up for about 20 years um, of memorabilia that I want to kind of, you know, bring in slowly here. Uh, we're going to turn the back room into a soccer area, put a couple TVs up. Um, you know, I want to kind of tap into some of the local clubs. Croatian uh, Eagles, get one of their shirts. Um, Azteca United. Uh, I don't know anybody at Polonia, but I'll be knocking on that <laughs> or two. Um, just some of the, you know, the local teams in the sure. area. Mm-hmm. And put some of their, uh, their gear up to kind of, you know, show them off. And um, that's probably going to be happening in late October. So I'm, I'm excited about that. That's going to be when we're officially, um, you know, presenting, hey, you know what, Moran's Pub, we're doing a rebrand, and uh, this is the direction that we're going to be going now and, and see what happens. You know, I've gotten a lot of support, and, you know, hopefully you guys are free to, to join us on that day too. Yeah, we'd love to be there. Um, is it going to become a per- Birmingham Supporters Club or pub? I've got, <laughs> I've got some memorabilia. Uh, my favorite yeah. piece, it, it's, you know, maybe a, gosh, it's a little sign that I, I took off the field one time. Everybody rushed onto the field. It was a pitch invasion. And I had my eye on this one piece, and it says, uh, do not run onto the pitch, maximum fine, 500 pound. And I grabbed it. I wrestled it off. It had some wire wrapped around it, and the corners broke, and I've, I've kept it all this time. Yeah. Um, and back then, you know, when I moved here, it was, I moved here 19 years ago, it was really easy to walk into the stadium. So I've got a, you know, we went into the dugout. I took the number 11. Um, wow. I got a big sign saying Birmingham City Club Court Hotline. It's maybe three by three that I brought over with me years ago. And so, again, I mentioned the George Best sign behind uh, that was signed for my dad uh, by Georgie Best back in the day. Um, I've got a bunch of stuff, and I'm really excited to kind of bring it to the pub and sure. just kind of see what the reaction is. And the support I've received so far for pretty much everything going on, it's been fantastic. And uh, I'm, uh, you know, intrigued to see what happens as I move forward here. Well, I hope that pitch invasion sign takes center stage here because that sounds like a pretty sweet uh, piece of memorabilia to hang up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, it is. It's, it's good. I'm, I'm looking at maybe above the door, but there's a sign there at the moment I'll have to ask for permission to remove. Right. <laughs> it's the family name, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so Birmingham, uh, are they championship? Are they? Yep. Okay, yep. okay. Are you able to still follow them at all, or you don't so, get to see them too much now that they're in the championship? It's a little bit more difficult now, yeah, that they are in the championship. But I have to say that that one year when they were going down, I mean, it was just nasty to watch. Yeah. Uh, McLeish was the manager. Negative football, not a whole lot of stuff to really enjoy, apart from that 2-1 victory over Arsenal in the, uh, the what did they call it then? It's the Coca-Cola Cup final? Coca-Cola Cup, I forget. Yes. It's changed its names yeah. every few years. It used right. to be called the Rumbelows at one point. Now, and that's, that's officially, though, that's the League Cup, is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's what it's referred to uh, as, yeah. Can you explain to this American, <laughs> I've, you know, I've, I've, I've watched this, I've even watched the back when it was the first division, not the Premier League. I watched it back then yeah. on whatever yeah. would get on PBS, but I've never understood the difference between the League Cup and the FA Cup. Is there really a difference between the two, or is it just a moneymaker, one um, or the other? Yeah. Are there certain teams who can't play in one that can play in the other? Or Yeah, the League Cup is certainly just geared towards the teams in the, the top four divisions. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, and then that's it's, it's just another chance for the little Cubs to play against somebody big. Sure. Um, 
you know, the, obviously the big teams don't take it very seriously and, you know, they'll put out their second string teams now because they, they are playing in so many games. So it's just a good opportunity for, a, you know, one of the smaller clubs to progress okay. and, you know, take the fans to Wembley for a day if you can get that far, you know. Right. So, and it's, it's the top four divisions in England that are considered the league, is that yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then yeah, anything and then below that is, is outside of the league. Non-league. Yeah, oh, yeah, non-league, football, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the non-league teams play in the FA Cup, mm-hmm. but yep. the non-league teams don't play in the league cup. Correct. Okay. Correct. And, you know, we could, if we had a team here, you know, we could play in, in an FA Cup qualifier. You know, anybody, it's open to anybody. You know, the, the proper teams obviously don't play till January, but right now right. going on in England, about well, August, but uh, maybe in, the next, in September or so, they'll start playing those early, early, early games. They really will. And um, battling away to get that one chance of playing, right. the, right. you know. Well, I know in. with the, with the Lar- Lamar Hunt US Open Cup, they already have... I believe 11 amateur teams qualified for the first round for 2016. So in that way, it's similar as well. Yeah, and that's uh, another old one as well. I mean, that's, that's, is that the oldest cup in America? Or? It is, yeah. 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 Yep, it's the oldest cup. It's actually the oldest, oldest trophy, too, in American sports, which is, uh, you know, I, I've told Baxter about this, James. In the early 1900s, soccer was actually a pretty big sport here. But what happened is there were two leagues competing with each other that basically, when the Depression came, just completely imploded. And because of that, soccer basically disappeared for quite a while. And then, uh, you know, they they did send a team to the 1934 World Cup or whatever the first one was. Mm -hmm. They ended up taking third place there. Granted, I think there were only 11 teams in that first one. But uh, 1950, obviously, they went to that World Cup and beat England. You One sure? zero. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I wasn't around. Then, I don't know. Uh, but then, then after that, you know, until the NASL came around, yeah, it uh, was. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Was, yeah, I was just telling you. Mentioned the 1950 World Cup. I was just pointing my daughter out to uh, Alexi Lalas on TV. I says, "Yeah, he was famous in England or infamous in England from that goal he scored against us in 1993." That's right. Yes. Yeah. At Foxborough. Yeah. That was that was in the old U.S. Cup. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that tournament. They'd always invite four teams over. Mm-hmm. That was an odd time, too, in U.S. soccer because U.S. soccer owned the contracts of all those guys. So essentially, the national team was a club team. So when players would go play with other teams, U.S. soccer was loaning them out to to club teams. Yeah, it was really – but you look at the results of that now. You know, we've got a a league that's doing well, Mm -hmm. a national team that's doing pretty well, better than it was. Um, So – you know, it's it's a movement that paid off for them. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, agreed. Well, so October, you said, is, is the, the relaunch of Moran's Pub? Yeah, yeah, that, that'll be it. We'll have a, a big party down here, be a, a, try and work in some kind of fundraiser for Milwaukee Soccer Development Group. We'll have a viewing party for the Barons, too. So, uh, yeah, we'll make a, a, a big affair of it. Um, and then, gosh, there's so much work to do before then. And there's, there's other projects that uh, hopefully we can discuss on the show as, as we get closer and they become confirmed but uh, we've got a lot of exciting stuff just uh you know it's all coming up and before the shows happen i'm sure there will be updates that happen where can people follow you where can people follow the milwaukee soccer development group all that fun stuff yeah website for the milwaukee soccer development group is www.msdgsoccer.com and that is our new site so all right you know that's the one and uh facebook as well you have yeah presence gosh, there you know it, it, we're everywhere okay linkedin facebook twitter Instagram, so you can't you can't hide from us. 
Well, again, James, we want to thank you for your support as well of Two Up Front getting the word out there about us. Um, and we you know, appreciate the work that you're doing for soccer in general in the community, but especially with, with uh, the inner city kids, with trying to bring a, a high-level professional team here as well. It's exciting times. It is. It is. It's really exciting. And I'll tell you what, the next few months is going to explode. That's why I need to get as much sleep as I can right now. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's, it's crazy. That's awesome. Well, we will let you get that sleep. Thank you again for coming on the show. We will uh, we'll have Baxter come on in here. But let's stay in touch, James. I'm sure we'll see you around soon. Certainly. Well, there you go, folks. James Moran making another stop in at the Two Up Front show. We are here at Moran's Pub in South Milwaukee. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we'll have our MLS power rankings, predictions, and a whole lot of other fun stuff. We are two up front. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I am Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. We are broadcasting live from Moran's Pub in South Milwaukee as we are continuing to get out in the community around the... This is our first, well, second show in the Milwaukee area. We were, we've been to Soldier Field, we've been to Miller Park, and now we're at Moran's Pub. Yeah, we, we really enjoy doing these remote broadcasts. It you adds know, an entirely new dynamic to the show. It does, and it's fun to get in the community, communities. Give back. Meet new people. Um, you know, stay in touch with our good friends like James Moran and meeting new people. Absolutely. Uh, like Lachie. Like, exactly. You hear so. new stories that you, you know, would not have guessed to hear. Right. And, uh, you know, the great support that we're getting, too, from these other pub owners wanting to bring us in. Absolutely. That's, that's pretty cool. And, and pub owners, if you're listening to this, we will definitely take you up on oh, that absolutely. offer. I like cider. 
You're a no? cider man. I right. love cider. You like the cider, do you? I love a good cider. It was when I went to England and Ireland over two years ago with my choir from college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was right. introduced all to right. cider. I'm like, it's apple juice. <laughs> They're like, no, it's cider. I'm like, and I had it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so it's, it's fantastic. You know, James, I feel a bit like Everton right now. Not so much that they why had you, a terrible game. Like I mean, they, they drew with Watford 2-2. Two why, two, why am I James? Did I say James? You me I was James. thinking, I'm sorry, Baxter. I'm like, Maybe I need the sleep I that James needs too. I haven't too. got the accent that James has. You know, I was up till 2 o'clock in the morning watching the meteorite shower last night. Oh, had I was the blanket out. I was wow. laying there. I think I saw about 30 or 40 of them. Holy cow. So, I had so. no idea that was last night. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, anyways... My computer will not let me win. Well, I have mine so far. Uh, right. I'm, I'm relatively winning. So um, our new power rankings are out. Great segue. Thank you. <laughs> Simon does not have power in his laptop, but our new power rankings there do. There we go. And uh, some some changes, but not too terrible. Um, our, our, nope, your, your number one stayed. My number one stayed. Everything else is... Kind of shuffle a little different, a little yeah. bit it's different, but the same for exactly. some of it. Exactly. So, uh, Simon, you're you have a you have a five B, <laughs> a six. I didn't know we I didn't know we could have a, a, a B now it's, or a it's, point five. You, you got to bend the rules a little bit here. When and there. do we not? So now, when I was looking at this at this week's power rankings, I was thinking. I can't keep DC in there after tonight. After losing, you know, absolutely. Not. And on top of that, yeah, it was a cool thing. That they made history by having only one shot on goal against Montreal, and they still won the game one nothing because <laughs> they put that shot in. Um, as long as but, it goes in. But that also says something about the ineptitude of the team right now. Mm-hmm. And then they lose to NYCFC, the Baby Blues, three to one. No, the that's Baby not what they're Blues. officially called. But I, I like to call them <laughs> the Baby Blues. Um, that's great. So I had to, I had to kick DC out of my power rankings. They were never even in my power rankings. That, it's so true, they weren't. Get with the But times. you had Colorado in there longer than I did. I did. I had them in for a week. I thought you had them for two weeks. Maybe. I'd have to go back and listen. We should really keep like a tab of like we should. week to week. We but just, that would be more organized. We just delete and redo. Like we don't actually like, oh, you know, on you know, 8.13, this is what our power rankings were. And now 8.20, right. you know, no, yeah. that'd be way too easy. Well, No one's got time for that. Speaking Simon. of the power rankings. Yes. No, I, I was debating between Columbus and Houston. Um, Columbus has been playing well. They but have, I, yes. But I ultimately went with Houston as my number five. So I made my Columbus. They're not necessarily a six, but they're more like a 5B. Um, but Houston had that, first of all, that 3-0 win over L.A. Which is, that's going to make a way to make a statement. Yeah. We were like, there's no way that L.A. is going to lose. And there was a and big there way. There you go. Big, big way. Then they tie Sporting 1-1. Granted, Sporting... Not that they've been terrible, but they haven't been playing as well as they could be. True. The Open Cup notwithstanding. And granted, Houston really should have had a penalty called against them. But yeah, anyways, yeah. They, they go out and beat San Jose 2-1. to one. DeMarcus Beasley. With a great goal. Great goal, absolutely. And, I, man, was that his first one in MLS play since, so. like, 2004 or something I like know, that? I know. I was like, It's oh, some crazy right. stat yeah. like that. Well, he's a defender. He doesn't get forward very right. often. And, and they had a loss in there uh, four weeks out, but. They also, again, they beat San Jose, Drew, before that. So they've been surprisingly more consistent than I had realized. Yeah. So, so I, I'm, I'm putting Houston up there, a three-game unbeaten streak. Understandable, uh, yeah. As my number five. Understandable. My number five is your 5B, the Columbus crew. Uh, they have Kai Kamara. Kai and Kamara, Kai Kamara, Kai Kamara. It's one of those things. It's hard to argue against them. Yeah. I mean, they... They go in and they beat their Colorado Rapids 2-1. Yes, they lost 5-2 to, to 
Columbus. And that's exactly why I made them my, my 5B. And that yeah. that Orlando game, you take away that hat trick from you know oh. Kyle Lahren, and it's, it's a whole other game. But that was just it's one of those games that happens in the soccer world where one player just he just catches fire. And there was no goalkeeper anywhere would have been able to stop right. how he played that yeah. night. Yeah. So there are some just some nights that you exactly. get, like you said, you get a player that is just so much in the zone. Yes. And, and let's face it, Laren's been in the zone he has. for the past five or six games. And now. he's on pace. He's obviously going to be the rookie of the year, aside right. from anybody just having a crazy finish of the season, which I doubt happening, but it is soccer. Anything's physically possible. Um, but, yeah, Columbus, though, they, um, they've won three out of their last five games. They've won uh, against Chicago 3-1. to one. They beat Chicago again 1-0. They played them back-to-back within a week. Right. And, I, and I will say, not to keep going back to this, that's another reason why I made them 5-B. You know, they're, they're the teams that they've played. And right. I, I understand that. I mean, the 3-3 draw with Toronto is questionable, and some people can take that the wrong way. But you take the Orlando game out of the equation, and they've done relatively well over the last sure. few games. Sure, sure. So uh, moving on to number four for both of us. I have the New York Red Bulls at four. Yes, they just smashed the baby blues, as you said. <laughs> Uh, completing the the, dar- the Darby sweep uh, with a 2-0 victory. Hudson River the Darby. Hudson River Darby. But um, they, they fall in my power rankings. They were three for me last week, and I've dropped them to four because of the three teams ahead of them, though, which we'll get to momentarily. Sure. Uh, New York, though, they are you're favoring New York this week. They're higher up in your power they rankings. They are. Uh, it's New York's one of those teams that between the two of us, I don't think we've ever really agreed on them. No. We had the early disagreement early in the season when yep. they had not played as many games, but they were winning. They, they were winning. They were undefeated at that point. Um, they've they've resold me, so we'll get to the Red Bulls in a moment. Okay. Um, but my number four is FC Dallas. Now they did have a bye week. Generally, I don't go by the rule of dropping a team when yes. they have a bye week, but. How well my three and two have played, I had to drop FC Dallas. Okay. Now, that's my argument, though, for FC Dallas is because they had a bye week, that's why they stay at number one. Yeah, and I'm not going to argue. Like I said, I, I broke my own rule there, so I'm not going to argue no, against fine. that at all. Yeah, so I, I revealed my number one, which is you know, obviously too early, but we'll get, we'll get to <laughs> Simons here in a moment. We have the same number three, which is good. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps, they are white hot. They are white hot. I mean, they drew with Seattle one one, and yeah, you could say, well, geez, it's Seattle, but that's a Cascadia team. Those those games are never gimmies, no matter how bad any of those teams are. Yes, I mean, and they, then, well, they drew with Portland, not not Seattle. They drew with oh. Portland one to one. Oh, they, it's Portland. Yes, I'm sorry. They, yes, yes, thank you. It was Portland related, so you which tried does to push make it out it of your head. You're just like <laughs> right. ah, Portland. and that was in Portland, if I remember correctly. I believe which correct. is probably why I also exactly. pushed it out of my head. But uh, it happens. Nevertheless, well, that makes it even more of a point, right? That yes, they, they did draw a good Cascadia team. They did. Team. They did. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Timbers fan. Let's face it. Right now, it's Vancouver, Portland, Seattle. When we're looking at oh, those absolutely. three, absolutely. FC Edmonton's teams. making a push. <laughs> no, they're really not. But yeah, they look at Vancouver the next three games. Three to one against a decent San Jose team. They smashed the Sounders. That's 3-0. what it was. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I feel like you'd remembered that. I you know? should have. And then RSL. Yes, they're not having the greatest year, but they still pound them four zero. No, and this goes back to what I said too before that uh, Jeff Cesar. You know, he really. He tried to shuffle his lineup around to handle both the league and the Open Cup. I don't know if it's lack of experience from a manager point of view. Uh, you know, he sees what these managers in Europe do with shuffling between mm-hmm. 
tournaments and league play. And I think he, he overcoached himself there. But it I think completely so. backfired on him. You lose 4-0 to a good Vancouver team, yes. But oh, RSL, so, yes. RSL has no business losing 4-0. No. You know? They are um, too good of a team with a decent grouping of players to lose 4-0. to Yes. But nevertheless, uh, Vancouver, number three for both of us. Absolutely. You already told us you're number two. The New York, New York Red Bulls are at number two. Actually, I didn't say they were number two, but yes. yes. Oh, they, I'm they, sorry. They, no, I, thought, okay. I thought you had that's said right. that. I'm so sorry. That's all right. But, yeah, New York Red Bulls are my number two. Uh, you know, they drew with Montreal 1-1. We got some Pink Floyd rock in the background The box is going there. rogue on us. Good <laughs> Lord. But uh, I was impressed with that 1-1 draw with Montreal because they were down and they were a bit scattered during that game. But then uh, they ended up equalizing it off of a, of a nice Lloyd-Sam goal. Um, so, And then they go out and, and do what I thought they would do. They didn't just beat New the York. baby blues. Yes. I mean, they, they, they made they them babies. Them. They made them babies, yeah. That's a they great way out, to say they it. They outplayed them. They outclassed them and asserted their dominance as the best team and, in New Jersey, or New York. <laughs> BWP. Another goal for him That's as what well. He does. Two nothing against NYCFC. New York is just too hot for me to to keep them where they were. So I've, I've would, got them at my number two. And I think that if Vancouver and New York played right now, I would have to still go for Vancouver. As much as the Red Bulls have been hot. You know, you say that, and as weird as this is going to sound, yes. I'm going to agree with you on that. Really? Okay. Um, Are you feeling okay? I'm. I'm. I'm have you had a pint too many, Simon? <laughs> I'm, well, a pint too much of water? That's oh. all I'm drinking tonight. Oh, well. Maybe it was that delicious lasagna we oh, got served here so earlier. So yummy. I, know that. I walked in and they're like, well, there's lasagna. I'm like, what? My inner Italian's like, oh, perfect. <laughs> My belly was just saying it was perfect. Yeah, exactly. I hadn't eaten since lunch. Anyways, uh, <laughs> gumballs, lasagna, lasagna, we go all over the place. Exactly. Um, yeah, I would, I would pick Vancouver. And this is where I wrestle with myself. Okay. Because you do look at... Again, the conference the Red Bulls are playing in. Yes. Playing in the Eastern Conference, the Which weaker Eastern doesn't Conference. Mean much. You know, you draw with Montreal, you beat NYCFC. Yep. Neither of those teams are great. At the same time, I can't discount NYCFC's decent. They're they're decent. They've earned the decent status. And, and we've talked about this before. You know, when when if if the U.S. Oh, that's a bad example. If Mexico <laughs> plays Cuba yes. and they beat Cuba six nothing. You can't. We can sit there and say, "Yeah, but it was Cuba." Hey, it was a Gold Cup. That's a win. That you the know? U.S. plays Jamaica. Oh wait, that's, right. That's so, <laughs> so my point is, and I'm doing a really poor job of explaining. this. I get the so, general concept before you're going. With yeah. This, so but. you know, a win is a win. It is. is a win. Absolutely. And Vancouver has been winning as well, but I feel that New York has been more. They're more consistent with mm-hmm. the way they play. They're more consistent with their, their tactics, with their strategy. They're doing, they've got a great product. It, they've all bought into Jesse Marsh's system. Um, Carl Robinson's doing a great job now in Vancouver, but there's still always that chance that the team's going to have. I feel like Vancouver has more of a chance of having an off night than the Red Bulls do. True. But overall, That's actually a fair point now that you bring that thank up. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. But overall, I would... I would Take Vancouver over. Yes, over the I like Vancouver. They're, they're fun. They're fun to watch. Um, all right, so my number one is uh, your number four. So we already covered that FC Dallas, but my number two is your number one. Right. So the LA Galaxy, they don't move for you this week. Um, no they don't, reason. They don't to. move for me. Yes, they're still continuing to you know kick down doors and taking names and. Yeah, I mean they they had their their first away win over the Rapids. We talked about that. Yep. And uh, but but you look at what they. I mean, Gio, it's pretty awesome that he he plays in the Champions League the other night. Scores, scores a goal. goal, plays his first MLS season game. 
scores a goal. The Geo Show. <laughs> and um, I, I can't think of the, the movie. Uh, the Tom Hanks movie where he's on a boat and the, it gets taken over by, by oh, pirates. Oh, right, right. I can't think. You, know the, movie, you, said you that. know the movie I'm talking about, though, I do right? Know and you know about. that the, the one character that comes up and he says, I'm the captain now. You know, you know Yes. Okay. Yes. So there's a, a meme posted of Giovanni holding the new number 10 shirt that he's got because there's controversy <laughs> of him being the, wearing Donovan's number. Which is ridiculous. It Let is. me just say that. And, it is. and, and it is. We're, we're big Donovan fans. Absolutely. So, and the caption says, look at me. I'm the captain now. And I'm like, Yes. Yes, that is perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, going out, going back to that, yeah. you, you can't retire the number ten. It's soccer for crying out exactly. loud. Exactly, you can't have a number. You can't not have a number ten. You know, and I know some people are saying, well, you could at least give it time to honor Donovan. I, I'll tell you what. Quite frankly, I would think that Landon, Landon Donovan wouldn't care at all. No, about this. I don't think he's. Is he distraught because Gio's got his ten? No, he's you know over, he's over it. And Gio's been very respectable about it. He was exactly. He it's was not asked like a about look it. at me, right? Yeah, it's he like, even no. he even said, you know, Landon Donovan is is a great player. He's it's, a Mexican killer, and it's it's very, uh, yeah, called him Mexican. The the me- what do they call him? The Mexa oh, executioner. Executioner. Right. Yes. Right. Now he didn't say that, but but that's what he's been known. That's as. what he's been. That's but he he was very respectful about it, and he said, "Look, I'm not here to be Landon Donovan. I'm here to be Giovanni DeSantis." He's done. He's proved that. Yes, he has. And it looks like whatever injury he had is is gone because he's been scoring. Right. That one right. injury that people were like, "Oh my gosh, Gio got hurt in the Gold Cup final." No, he's fine. You know, and the goal that he scored on too, if I'm remembering this correctly, I think it was. Keen, I want to say it was to legit, but I, I think it was to somebody else. Keen was the last assist. It was the assist, though. Okay, and Gerard, Gerard. It was Gerard. Gerard played yeah. it outright. I wish I could remember who was outright. I want to say that was legit, but I don't think that's the Is Jose case. out there or Giassi? Can't remember. I can't remember. Anyways, but then it was to Gerard. Yep. Then to, then to, or, Keen. Or to Keen, then to uh, yep. Dos Santos. That's how it so, works. And that's... The L.A. machine is rolling, baby. Right, and you, you can sit there and say, well, they've got the money for it. But you know what? Other big DPs have been signed in this league that haven't performed well. Exactly. L.A. just happens to find the DPs that – I mean, look at TFC. You have Bradley yeah. and Eltador there. There's no reason that those guys shouldn't be able exactly. to play as well as these guys. I saw a headline this last are. week that said, is Giovinco better without Bradley and Eltador? I saw that as well. I think so. I, ac- I absolutely agree. Well, he wins more games without them. With, without uh, he gets Eltador the ball being in there. <laughs> right. Yeah, so those are our new power rankings for you. Uh, real quick recap of them. Uh, L.A. is number one for Simon, two Red Bulls, three Vancouver, four FC Dallas, five is Houston, and five B or six, depending on how you sort things, is Columbus. For me, my one through five is FC Dallas, L.A. Galaxy, Vancouver, New York Red Bulls, and Columbus Crew. Uh, real quick before we go to our last break, we have predictions for you uh, for the upcoming games uh, this weekend. Uh, we know Friday, um, after this broadcast is finished on Sports Radio America, which you can hear us from 3 to 6 Eastern. Uh, San Jose takes on Colorado. How you feeling about that game? San so, Jose. Yep, I'd have to agree. Colorado's just... Yeah, they had a few good games, but it just it's not much. Like I said, fool me once. Yeah. Not going to fool me twice. San Jose, Colorado is a snore fest anyway. But uh, the fun, there's a few fun games on Saturday, though, that I'm excited to watch. Uh, Red Bulls, TFC. I've got the Red Bulls in this game. Same. Uh, New England, Houston. I've got Houston in this game. Revolution just aren't doing it for me right now. They aren't. Uh, I'm going to go with New England, though. Actually, okay. I'm going to go with a draw on this one. Of course. Yeah. A 10-10 barn burner draw. Why that's, not? That, that's the uh, MLS cut that I was able to see in person, that's by right. the way. The that's Revolution, right. Houston. Right. Down what, a, what a game to go to. Down at the old Pizza Hut Park. Ooh, not the Domino's or Little Caesars no, or one of no. those. All right. It was fun because they called it, some of the locals called it the oven. 
which I thought was a cool name. That makes sense, yeah. though. Why not? Yeah. All right, FC Dallas and L.A., probably the game of the week. Well, yes and no. FC Dallas, L.A., and then you've also got SKC Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Two big mm-hmm. games this week. Mm-hmm. Both on, I wish the flex scheduling was already in place because, man, I'd love to see both of these games yeah. on the national television. No kidding. The national television. I said like it's one television. big thing. Sleep. No. Sleep is a good thing. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I know who my game. I know who's got my wins, my votes in these. I'm, I'm still picking LA, even though yep. the game's down in Dallas. No, I've got LA in this one too, okay. and then I've got to go. As much as I love Vancouver, Sporting's got my vote in this <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm going with Sporting as well. <laughs> Portland no, no RSL. What do you got for that one? <laughs> I'm going with Portland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta go for Portland too. <laughs> so for sure, you would take RSL. No, I don't like RSL right now. They're not playing well. You know what? I'm actually going to change mine, not for the sake are. of changing it. I no, I I, I get the sense. Draw. I, no, 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 no. I'm going to actually take RSL on this. Mm. Um, it's at Rio Tinto, but I just have this gut feeling that Jeff Cesar has learned from his mistakes. I sure hope so. Ramondo's going to be back in goal. Yeah. Uh, he played fantastic against Sporting. Those goals really were not his fault. That's true. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Real Salt Lake. Sorry, Timbers. Sorry. Sorry. That hurts. All right, then the last two games, the Seattle Sounders and Orlando. This is actually tough because every suck. game I expect Seattle to. <laughs> but I'm going to take Orlando. Yeah, that's what I had too. <laughs> and then the repeat, oh. of the, the repeat of the snooze, of the uh, snooze, snooze fest. fest. That's why I did that. Yes, like I don't want it. This is the this is the game. Philly, that's on Chicago. National I'm going to call a draw. Mm. Why not have FC Dallas and Sporting, and like FC Dallas right. and LA and Sporting Vancouver? Those should be the primetime games. Oh. That would be great soccer to watch. You've Orlando's been on primetime like 86 times this year. Right, all because of Kaká, who's been called back up to the uh, Brazil national Look team. Look at that. I'll go with Philly on that one. Fair I'll enough. Philly, Philadelphia. I got to draw because I just don't care. All right, we are going to go to our final break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show, throw out our I Believe segments, and bid you adieu from Moran's Pub. It is closing time, and we are ready to head home because Simon little, needs sleep. little semi-sonic there. Little something. I couldn't have told you who sang that. I just know that. I just know that line. That's all I know. Anyway, we're going to go to a break. This is Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. Welcome back to a, the another edition, the the edition, the of of the front of the two. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front. I have not had anything to drink, even though we are live at Moran's Pub at, in South Milwaukee. I this is a, you know what I gotta say. This is this is a pretty sweet looking place. I love it the, is. Uh, the old feel to it. It's got it's got that old uh, man. Do I need sleep, Baxter? I don't I'm even know what it's called. I don't even know what it's called. It's green. There's yeah, designs it's, but on it's it. got that like 1920s feel to the ceiling. Mm. I just I like the architecture in here. Absolutely. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. Well, we we've had a good show so far. We're broadcasting live from Moran's Pub. Well, in that's South debatable. But 
I'm having a good time. I don't know if <laughs> you're having are. a good time. I'm yeah, having yeah. a good time. I mean, we're here in South Milwaukee. Uh, remember, you can catch us though on Fridays from three to six Eastern on Sports Radio America and Live 365, and tune in. And you can listen to us on demand anytime on iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com, and on iTunes. You can follow us on social media at Two Upfront on Facebook and Two Upfront Soccer on Twitter at Simon Provan at Baxter Colburn. We love hearing from you guys. We love interacting, and we're excited to continue our tour of the pubs around the Milwaukee, greater Milwaukee area, and uh, we appreciate your listenership as well. It's the Two Up Front Soccer Pub Crawl. Ah. Eventually. Eventually. Do we get shirts? Oh, a shirt. Mm. Like all the, all, the, all the like the pubs up sure. logos on the back sure. and like that. Like I I closed Moran's pub. I closed. Right. No, I don't got that kind of time. No. Or that kind of money. Anyway, well, it is the time of the show, Simon, that we both love. Even though we haven't heard this chant very in a positive light recently, we still enjoy it because it's part of our show. So, obviously, it is our I Believe segment, and the way our I Believe segment works is Simon and I both offer I Believes about something in the soccer world. So, hypothetically, I believe that the New England Revolution will win the MLS Cup. Well, said no real MLS thought fan anyway, ever. But that's just a general idea of it. So, Boy, so when, when you say hypothetical, you take it to the extreme. I really do. <laughs> hypothetically, like... Landon Donovan's going to come out of retirement and lead the team to a, what would that be, a 2018 World Cup. There you go. There you go. Well, maybe Bob Bradley will be back considering how awesome he's doing in Norway. That's true. He's got Staubach. Now, this is a team that does not have a lot of money. Roger Staubach? Yeah. He's got the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Sorry, sorry, football nerd. Anyway, I'm done. Anyway, <laughs> he's, he's got them in second place. And they're already talking about wanting to do a contract extension with him. Way to go, Bob. Uh, if he wins the league, he will be the first American coach to coach a team in Champions League play. Champions! Sorry, however, the, however <laughs> it goes. I wish and here, you know, everybody was saying how Bob Bradley's washed up. He blah, blah, blah. It's and the haircut. And there you go. It's, it's the haircut. It's yeah. throws yeah. me. He and Michael got matched. But, I mean, congratulations to Bob Bradley on what he's doing over there. To take a cast-stripped club, I don't care that it's Norway, but this is a team that was always on the verge of relegation, had been relegated a few times. He's got them in second place with 11 games to go over there in Norway. Let's do it. So congrats, Bob. Way to go, Bob. Cheering for you. Absolutely. Like, I'm cheering for us to try to do our I Believe segment again. So (laughs) for that quick, (laughs) you know, or not quick. You know, I throw, some, I throw some knowledge in there, Baxter, and, you, the and you cut me down. I appreciate the knowledge. <laughs> All right, so our I Believe segments. My I Believe segment might surprise you, Simon. I believe that the Seattle Sounders will miss the playoffs. Wow. I believe that they will miss the playoffs. I mean, I playoffs. say wow because that is, that is one half of my I Believe. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I had no idea. They are in sixth place in the Western Conference with 32 points. I would rather... Houston or RSL or God even forbid Colorado. I don't. Everybody, come on down. Seattle, they're not making the playoffs this year. Not happening. This has to be one of the first weeks, by the way, that the bottom two teams in the West would not make the playoffs if they played in the East. There's the for East a long has finally time figured their stuff right, out at least right. a, just enough. So my, I believe. I also believe that Seattle will not make the playoffs. Hey, but this is actually based off of the fact that. In one of our very first shows, when we did our West preview, East preview, you took the East teams, I took the West teams, yes. and I said I believe that uh, Houston, segment. Houston would make the playoffs. You did. Um, at playoffs. which point you said, "Wait, Houston? What about RSL?" 
And I went, oh, yeah, I think you're right. I've got to rethink these things. And I later retracted some of that stuff, redacted, whatever it is, on Facebook. With Drew? With maybe it's, well, I changed things up. Anyways, I took Houston out, and I did put RSL in there. I wish I had not done that because I, I think Houston is going to make the playoffs. That's my I believe. All right. I don't think Seattle or RSL will make the playoffs. Wow, that would be the first time in a long time that yes. Seattle and RSL, two normal West Coast Giants, would not make it. I, I was, think the playoffs would be better for it, though. And by the way, I was happy for sporting last night, but I kind of wanted RSL to uh, to be in that Open Cup final so that they could win it and make their way back to Champions League that just because be nice. of what they did with Monterey back in 2011. Absolutely. All right. Well, obviously that music, Simon, means that it is that time for us to bid you all adieu. We have been broadcasting to you live from South Milwaukee at Moran's Pub. If you're ever in South Milwaukee, look up Moran's Pub. Why not? Fun and little stop joint. in. Stop in. Get a pint. They'll have a relaunch, if you remember from our conversation with James, in October. They're going to be another one of those soccer pubs that we love to have love here I'm in the Greater Milwaukee area. I'm going to probably be a frequent flyer, if that's what, uh, I don't know, frequent sitter, frequent drinker. I wouldn't go with frequent drinker. That may uh, that's not, I'm not negative connotation. I don't have there. a problem. <laughs> I am well aware of my drinking. Anyway, remember, though, you can listen to us on Fridays on Sports Radio America from 3 to 6 Eastern. Live 365 and tune in. And you can listen to us on demand anytime, no matter where you are, in the car, on the soccer field, in the bathtub, no matter where, on Spreaker.com, iHeartRadio, and on iTunes as well. And on social media, we are at 2UpFrontSoccer on Twitter, 2UpFront on Facebook, and at Baxter Colburn at Simon Provan. Special thanks to James Moran and Moran's Pub, but also Lati Ziba as well for coming on during our hometown spotlight. Any final thoughts, Simon? My computer is still not working. <laughs> Simon and his computer both need a nice long nap. Or just sleep. Sleep in general. So thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of Two Up Front with our manager being the one above. We are Two Up Front. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. When it comes to mornings, Wendy's is always the right choice. And now that our honey butter chicken biscuit is $1.99, it's easy to steer clear of bad breakfast. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. A la carte only, not valid in a combo.